Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert, back live today with my post-Thanksgiving Ask Daydon Advice special. And um, I got to be honest with you, I'm still a little under the weather. I told some of you uh, earlier in the week that uh, you know I'm getting over a little cold. Something's going around here in, uh, in the Philly area, but I'm sitting here sipping a little bit of uh, Theraflu, so I should be good. But um, I got a lot to talk about today. Um, there's a lot going on in politics. There's a lot going on in our community. There's a lot going on in the entertainment world. And I want to just kind of touch on everything. I've been, uh, you know, shout out to everybody who's been doing these, uh, you know, these videos and these Facebook lives and Instagram lives. And, you know, I'm starting to see a lot more people being um, opinionated and, and, you know, and putting themselves out there and not being afraid to, um, you know, voice their opinions on particular issues. And um, I, I say shout out to those people because, you know, for a while you just kind of had people just sitting back and just not really kind of just going with the flow. But now we're kind of seeing people stepping out and uh, actually expressing what's really on their mind. So um, I'm happy to see that. Um, real quick, I'm, I'm going to be out of town next week, and uh, me and some friends were taking a trip to uh, Costa Rica. And it's interesting. I wanted to touch on it briefly because, you know, everybody I tell, they're like, oh, you know, you know is your wife cool with that? And, hey, is she letting you go? I'm like, letting me go? What you, like, What do you mean? What kind of relationships do y'all have? You know, and, it, and you look around, that's the culture that we live in. We live in a society of distrust and mistrust and, you know, infidelity and, you know, creeping and people – you know, friends with benefits, and, you know, and, and I just want to say that, you know, all relationships are not like that. <clears throat> all situations, all marriages are not based on distrust. You know, uh, if I want to take a trip, you know, she's cool with that. If she wants to take a trip, I'm cool with that. It's not, you know, it's not an issue, and I'll, I'll say this, if it is an issue, uh, that is indicative of, you know, your relationship, and you really want to think about, wait a minute, why am I with someone where I don't feel comfortable with them taking a trip or they don't feel comfortable? Like, what's the point of even being with someone like that? That, And if you look around, a lot of people are in these situations, and they end up being miserable for this very reason. So I just wanted to share that with you. So and many of you might remember, I went on my, uh, when we got married, 
my uh, my best friend, my my best man at my wedding took me out to uh, the Dominican Republic for my bachelor party. We had a nice little vacation out there, like right before the wedding. And so it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like when you're securing your relationship, those types of things aren't big deals. It's a, it's a trip. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, what else is going on? There's a lot going on out here, man. Uh, election Day was this past week. And uh, I don't want I don't have a lot to say about that, but what I will say is that um, I, I hear a lot of people bullying, oh, you got to go vote, you got to go this. That. But the reality is we, we never, as a community, we never vote. You know what I'm saying? It, especially in the midterm elections. Most people don't vote. Uh, most black people are not even registered to vote, and so what we and what we do see a lot of times when 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 we do vote, we just kind of go in there and start pushing buttons. You know, a lot of people do that, and they're not. What what happens is because they don't want to be that person who's on social media not voting or not a part of that 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 movement or whatever that this whole fake oh yeah I voted thing. Nobody wants to not be a part of that. <clears throat> They're just going and pushing buttons. But what happens is you would be better off not even voting than to just do that because you don't know who you're putting in office. A lot of people think, oh, yeah, you got to vote Democrat. Half these Democrats, as we're now finding out, you know, pedophiles, you know, uh, uh, rapists, um, overall scumbags, same thing with Republicans. I mean, it's like you got to really know who and what you're voting for. And so, you know, like you're actually endorsing. For me, you know, I don't vote in every election. If I'm passionate about a particular candidate or a particular uh, situation, then, yes, I will I will vote. Um, if I'm not, then I won't. And I'm not the person that's going to be intimidated into just going into a booth and just pressing a button just to say I pressed the button. To me, that's pointless. And it's ridiculous to allow social media to make you feel bad about doing, you know, exercising your right to either vote or not to vote. A lot of people, when they think about our right, they think about, oh, we, you've got to do this. No, you don't have to do anything. We have a right to either vote or not vote or, you know, vote Democrat, vote Republican, vote Independent, write in a candidate, or guess what? Not vote at all. That's also our right. So I want people to be aware of that. And, you know, like I said, don't allow people to bully you or make you feel badly about doing anything. Uh, what else? In fact, one of the things I said online is that voting is fine, but the corrupt, racist, and rigged political process is not the only way to bring about change in your community. You know? <clears throat> Excuse me. I said friends and family should not be contingent upon one's political beliefs, you know, or voting preferences. There's a lot of different ways to make a difference in your community. Um, you know, the system is rigged. The system is stacked. Um, it's put in place to keep the rich rich and the poor poor. You know, it's not there for us. So if you choose to participate in that process, that's fine. But don't let anyone tell you that's the only way that you can make a difference. You can be a mentor. You can be a big brother, a big sister. You can assist, you know, different, um, you know, people in the community. <clears throat> Excuse me, with doing different community projects, you know. So that's that, there's, there's all types of different things that can be done. 
right? A lot of people are talking about Donald Trump. Now, I'm kind of sick of talking about Donald Trump. I'm kind of sick of hearing about Donald Trump. But since everyone's talking about it, hey, why, you know, let me jump in on the action. You know, Donald Trump, um, you know, it, it, see, one of the things people need to understand is, and I said this on social media, acknowledging the lies, the hypocrisy, the corruption of the Democratic uh, Party, you know, of Hillary Clinton, you know, that automatically does not make you a Donald Trump supporter. You know, if if you acknowledge the system is rigged, if you acknowledge that even Bernie Sanders, you know, he exposed the Clintons as being corrupt. He exposed the large, you know, the larger, you know, the system as being corrupt. So once he kind of went away, because when he was running, it was cool to talk about that stuff. It was cool to be an outsider, right? But once he went away, if you talked about those same things in regards to the Democratic National Party or or the uh, or the or the the Clintons, right? That automatically made you a Donald Trump supporter, which is ridiculous, because he was the only person left. <clears throat> and I think one of the things we have to do is we have to get away from being intimidated and bullied into being a Democrat or being a Republican or whatever it is at that time. You know, we need to take an overall look at it. Not even we need to take a You as a person need to take a look at your beliefs and vote how you believe, based on your beliefs. You know, if you're a Christian and you don't support abortion and you don't, you know, support a lot of the things that the Democratic, Democratic uh, Party is for, I'm not going to say you should be a Republican, but you darn sure shouldn't be a Democrat, and vice versa. So I would just say vote with your heart, you know what I mean? I'm not a big political person, but most people seem to all of a sudden be now that, you know, ever since Obama, you know, look at Donna Brazil. You know, they just kind of swept that whole thing. I mean, she is someone who was the actual head of the party, you know, at one time, basically coming out and saying, hey, look, I was a part of the rigging of this election. That's amazing. Donna Brazil, actually, she said that. She came out and actually admitted to being a part of a conspiracy to rig the election specifically for Hillary Clinton and to screw Bernie Sanders. And that, and people are still talking about everything but that. They're talking still talking about Russia. They're talking about China. Yeah, uh, so that was kind of weird. You know, I'm talking about Donna Brazil and the DNC, and all of a sudden I lose my connection. But, you know, stranger things have have happened. But, yeah, so like, basically, you know, let me get off politics because, you know, who knows what's going to – they might try to shut my whole show down because I got a lot to talk about today. But, yeah, um, LeVar Ball, you know, can we, is it cool to talk about that, guys, who are listening? You know what I mean? Behind the closed doors. Uh, LeVar Ball. Um, a lot of people are talking about Donald Trump and, you know, uh, his people call him ungrateful for not thanking Donald Trump for his role in bringing his son home after he was accused of shoplifting in China. And, I, you know, I would agree with that. You know, I absolutely agree that um, if you are, 
in a position where a, you're, you know a child of yours is accused of something and someone else has is put in a position of influence and power and has the opportunity to help that person, I would say, hey, look, thank you. Now, that's not to say that Donald Trump you know, absolutely is responsible for him coming home and the charges you know, being dropped or whatever the case is, but no one knows. And if Donald Trump is in a room with the, with the prime minister, you know, the, basically the Chinese leadership, and says, hey, look, I put a good word in, worst case scenario, you know what I'm saying? Like, just say thank you, whether he did anything or not. And I think that's just, I mean, that's just ignorance. I mean, LeVar Ball, I respect his passion for his son's success. Um, I respect, you know, as much work as he's putting. I respect, you know, Richard Williams, who is the father of the, the, the Williams sisters in tennis. Like, I, guys like that who are passionate about their children, you know, they're not perfect, but I, I respect their love for their kids. Um but at the end of the day, if somebody helps you, helps you, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying thank you. You know, you don't have to like Donald Trump to say, uh, you know, thank you. You know, if if hey, if you did this, I appreciate it. If not, you know, it's cool. Don't worry about it. But if you did something, I appreciate it. I mean, let's not be ignorant. What else is going on out here? A lot of things going on in the world, a lot of things going on around the country. You know, people are still talking this boycotting of the NFL. You know, um, I did not boycott the NFL. I think it's stupid. I think it's 100% pointless to jump on a bandwagon and say I'm going to boycott, you know, the, a sports network, but I'm still going to support the sponsors of that network. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that's ridiculous. Um, we, we buy products every day. We use products. We watch television shows that are active supporters of the NFL. But then people will say, I'm boycotting the NFL. It makes no sense. One of the things I said online is that people are boycotting the NFL or saying that. But I don't, I don't think anyone's actually boycotting the NFL. Let's just be clear about that. I do not believe anyone actually who watches the NFL on a regular basis no longer watches the NFL. I think it's all BS. That's just my personal views. But I think it's even more ridiculous to not boycott, you know, things like Black Friday, um, to continue to support a day of the year specifically used to track how we as consumers spend our money. I didn't really hear anyone saying I'm going to boycott Black Friday because of, you know, Colin Kaepernick or because of whatever. And so, you know, I think it's, an opportunity that was missed, if that's some way that you would like to uh, protest. What else is going on out here? Meek Mill. You know, everyone's talking about Meek Mill. Excuse me one second. Let me get something to drink here. Yeah, I got me going live here on the show. I'm here dying. No, I'm messing with you. But uh, Meek Mill. Meek Mill, Meek Mill. For those of you who are not familiar with Meek Mill, uh, he's a rapper. He is someone who is, um, you know, been in and out of jail for different things. Most recently, a parole violation. From what I understand, he's been on probation for, you know, several years, and you know, different things come up. I'm aware. You know, I was uh, told that he 
you know, violated his parole with a failed drug test and um, his travel plans to his parole officer and, you know, just different things, riding a bike, uh, you know, those those four-wheelers, you know, in New York and, you know, just doing different things that are not in line with his parole. And, you know, so the judge basically said, hey, look, we're going to put you in jail. The prosecutor said, no, let's not, you know, put him in jail. Let's, you know, give him another slap on the wrist. But that particular judge said, hey, look, I'm going to put you in jail. People are saying this is a crime. This is an injustice. Um, I got news. All right, guys, I have some news for you. The news is that the criminal justice system is corrupt. It is racist. It is a system that has been put in place with the sole purpose of imprisoning young black men. Okay, growing up, my mother always told me, mother and father, told me to, because of this fact, that they have this agenda, that we should stop giving them a reason. Uh, We should stop. Uh, We have to stand out. We cannot be just average. We have to be exceptional. We have to be above the rest. You know, and if we are not, we run the risk of being treated like the scum of the earth. Right? And unfortunately, people like Meek Mill, people like Trayvon Martin, um, a lot of people did not get that memo. Um, a lot of people say, well, what do you mean? It was, it's not his fault. And, this, and, and, and I was, unfortunately, I was taught this, well, I should say fortunately for me, but unfortunately for a lot of African-American people, a lot of people are not taught this lesson at an early age. They think they can do the same things. They think they can dress the same way. They think they can act the same way in particular situations and be treated the same. They think they can do certain things. They think they can talk a certain way and not be shot dead for no reason. That is not the case. You cannot do the same things that people of other race can do. Uh, You cannot behave in the same fashion when you're on parole. Maybe a white person might not have been sent back to jail for parole violation. But because he's Meek Mill, guess what happens? Now, let me tell you a quick story. I, I, I wanted to wait until I was doing a live show to talk about this. But this was crazy. This was, I think, last Sunday or two Sundays ago. Me and my family, we go to church. <clears throat> Excuse me. We go to church, come home, get something to eat, Relax a little bit. I had a tennis match at a, at a, at four thirty, and so I'm on the way to this tennis match. I'm dry. I'm kind of rushing a little bit, but I'm going to this tennis match, and I see these cops. It's a true story. I mean, it was a whole big thing. Driving out. I mean, it's Sunday Sunday afternoon. Nobody on the road. I see these cops at the corner, and I'm like, oh man. Now I wasn't doing anything, but I just decided to turn because you know I just didn't want to drive by. You know how it goes. If you're black, you, you pretty much know. You see cops, you say, oh, no, I don't even feel like drop. So I turn off the, at, at the the street before I ran into them. So I turn, and I and watch this. See, here's the thing. I put my turn signal on because I, specifically because I saw them. 
I mean, I do. I put my turn signal in anytime, but specifically because I saw this guy, I stop it, I make a full stop at the stop sign, turn my turn signal, and turn so I don't even have to drive by. I'm on the next street. Next thing you know, woo! I'm like, oh boy, here we go. So long story short, you pull me over. Yeah, you know, this and that. You know, license registration. I give them everything they ask for. <laughs> Excuse me. They they say. You know, now you have any weapons in here, you know, anything like that? I said, well, you know, actually, I do. You know, I do have a uh, license to carry. I have, uh, I do have a firearm. Okay, where's the fire? Where's the gun? I said, all right, sir. My hands are on the whip. And I said, sir, I, you know, I, I said, I know how it is nowadays. Things are a little bit touchy, so I'm going to keep my hands on the wheel. Now, I said, because I was, I said, I'm on my way to a tennis match. I, and I had my, I did have my weapon with me earlier in church, and I just, you know, what I'm saying, I, I, brought, I just brought it back into the car with me. I said, so I'm, I don't really remember off the top of my head exactly where it is. I said, it's, I said, my hand is still on the roof. I said, it's either in my, my jacket pocket, or it's in the center console. I said, but just right, right now, I don't really remember exactly where it is. I don't want, I said, I don't want to move my hands just for obvious reasons. He says, all right, you know what, get out the car. One guy, other guy says, he's all right, man, you know, just step out the other guy. Says, get the fuck out of the car. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, chill. I'm like, I'm trying to. He's all right, get out the car. So I get out the car. They, like, walk towards me. They put me up against the, uh, the cop car. Frisk me. <clears throat> Excuse me. They say, <clears throat> it's, not in, it's not in the, uh, it's not, not on them. So I said, okay, so it must be in the, you know, just check the, uh, not the glove box, but the center console. That's where it was. So they, they had me in the back of the cop car. These guys are running my license. They're running the uh, they're checking the the, the the permit. These guys are uh, checking the they're going through the gun. They're checking the the serial numbers of the gun, the bullets, and the I'm like whoa, like it's not that serious. But so long story short, I I I wasn't scared. I wasn't nervous. One because I knew I didn't do anything wrong. Two, um. I know how to talk to these people. I was not belligerent. I was not ignorant. I wasn't acting or behaving like a nigger. And even though I could tell that they were, they were definitely looking for something, so this guy, they took that opportunity, because I was like, I don't know what it, exactly what it done is. They took that as an opportunity to search the whole freaking car. So these guys are now in my trunk. They're in my glove box. They're in the center console. They're under the seats. I'm like, yo, what are y'all looking for? I'm like, you know, I didn't even say anything because I knew they, I knew they weren't gonna find anything, but I was gonna let them do what they wanted to do, and then so I could hurt them get to this tennis match. Long story short, this could have been a very, very, very situation. Really, to be quite honest with you, deadly situation. And we're talking about a gun being in the car. We're talking about me being black. We're talking about just a lot of different factors. Two white cops who were obviously looking for something. Uh, but, you know, something they just didn't find because there was nothing to find. But my point is you got to know how to talk to these people. you got to know how to carry yourself. I promise you, if I would have said one, if I would have had a different demeanor, if I would have had an attitude, I promise you, you know, they had my gun in my hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, that would not have worked out well for me. Trust and believe that one way or another. That would not have been a good – I wouldn't have made it to my tennis match on time, which I did, you know, and it could have been much, much worse. So I just want to share these stories 
with people so they can so they can know like this is how you have to behave. There is no room to talk back. There is no room to even have an attitude. You know, I took some time and I thanked the cop afterwards. I said, you know, hey man, thanks a lot. I appreciate it because you know the the reason they pulled me over, ironically, they said I didn't put my turn signal, which was totally BS. Because I knew specifically I put my turn signal on because I saw it. But, uh, yeah, it was one of them situations that uh, I'm blessed to have walked away from. Right? I, I mean, I didn't even get as much as a citation. You know what I mean? I mean it was nothing to cite before, but it's just a fact. They find stuff. You know, one of the things that Denzel Washington said recently on an interview was uh, he said, we place more blame on the criminal justice system than we place on the actual criminals, you know what I mean? And that's that's kind of one of the things that we got to stop doing, you know? And not to say we're all criminals, but the people who are out here who are actual criminals, I feel like they get more sympathy, you know what I'm saying, than they should. <laughs> you know, we, we will march, we will rally for criminals, you know, we will march and rally against the system, but where's the protesting of the actual criminals? Where's the protesting of the actual criminals that are played? Hey, guys, I'm not, so, I'm not sure why that keeps happening. I lost the signal again, but, you know, I'll keep it moving. But, you know, if something like that happens again, just, you know, keep listening and I'll reconnect. But sometimes the system acts a little crazy. One of the things I saw, I wasn't live since uh, Halloween, but one of the things that I saw a lot of, you know, and I see this every year, is with these kids, you know, just wandering the streets. Not just on Halloween, but any night. You know, and then we wonder why there's so many shootings. We wonder why there's so many police incidents. You know, we got things like these these flash mobs and uh, different things going on like that, and Where's the supervision? Where's the discipline? You know, why are these kids being allowed to just walk around and roam the streets at all hours of the night? You know? They're not wandering themselves into church on Sunday mornings, I'll tell you that one. You know, we got to be more vigilant with our own children. You know, don't leave it up to the school systems. Don't leave it up to the police to be in charge of our kids. I mean, they're wandering around. You got to protect your kids. Just go look around every night. Their kids wandering around at all hours, seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night, ten o'clock at night. Where was Trayvon Martin? No disrespect, you know, to, to, of the dead. I'm not saying this again, but where was he going at, 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 at you know, ten o'clock at night? I never went. I wasn't out and about roaming the streets at, at nighttime when I was a child, you know, a teenager, elementary school. I'm just, I'm just asking. Tamir Rice was in the park by himself shooting at people with a toy gun. Who told him that was okay to do? Who told him that was a good idea? We got to protect. Not to say, see, people, people don't say they can't, they have like tunnel vision. They can't see outside of the fact that things happen to them that should not have happened. I understand that. But this is a different point. My second, it's not a but or a comma, but it's a period. And then moving on to a different point 
It's how do we protect those kids from those types of situations? You know? It, you know, if you, you're, not, you're not supposed to be wandering around at nighttime looking suspicious, getting high on lean, shooting toy guns. At you. You're not supposed to be doing those things. <clears throat> and furthermore, if you do those things, bad things will happen. Right? Let's move on a little bit. Because I can see this is going to be a long show. They're trying to cut me off. I'm sitting over here dying. You know what I mean? Sipping on Theraflu. But I knew that I wasn't going to. I got a lot going on this week. I'll be going next week. You know, I've been running around with Thanksgiving. So definitely wanted to uh, come come and talk to you all for a little bit. Harvey Weinstein. You know, a lot of people are talking about that whole situation. <clears throat> When, and I'll talk about Harvey Weinstein for a second, although I really don't care about Harvey Weinstein. But one of the things that I found, I found to be crazy is that people, if you look around, people are just now starting to realize that the entertainment industry is evil. Okay? The entertainment industry is evil. Um, it is it consists of rapists, pedophiles, homosexuals living life on the DL. You know, there are things that happen in order to become a celebrity, to remain a celebrity. Rap, you know, the, the realest rappers, underground, so people have been talking about this stuff for, you know, for years. People who are not really on a high level, on a commercial level, but know about the industry, they've been talking about the, this stuff for years. You know, I told y'all before, I, I saw a video a long time ago. I can't find it anywhere now. It was a video of Tupac Shakur talking about how he's not into selling his soul. He's not going to let anybody have sex with him up the butt, you know, so he can have uh, fame and fortune shortly after he was murdered. But, I, you know, I, like I said, I saw that. I would never forget that video. I saw it was on YouTube. And now I can never find, I never, I can never find it again. He was saying how Quincy Jones tried to rape him. And one, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? But it's that's what the, I mean, so many artists. I was watching, uh, well, you could watch Wendy Williams. You could watch, I was watching Tamar and Vince. And Tamar was talking about how, how you know, there's witchcraft in, in, in the industry, which everyone should know by now. Um, I mean, it's just so many. These celebrities will tell you they can only say but so much. But, you know, it, it's there's, there's all types of evil. And it's just now coming out. You got people like Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein, you know, uh, Al Franken, um, Kevin Spacey. I mean, these are like major, major people. Imagine the stuff that go, that, that's going on that we ha- that hasn't even come out yet. And all these celebrities have these secrets. Who remembers when Cat Williams did his stand-up and he exposed the industry? He was like, look, I've been at these Hollywood parties. He's like, look, I've gone in the rooms and seen all stuff you wouldn't even believe with people that you wouldn't even believe it was coming from. You know, homosexual stuff, these fruitcakes, pedophilia, these Hollywood orgies that happen after the Grammys, the Oscars. All this stuff goes on. You know, these secret sex parties and eyes wide shut. What do you think that's a? It's just a movie. 
people with these masks on and under the masks are the most influential celebrities, politicians. That's not that's not fake. That's not you know just a movie. That stuff actually happens. It just so happens that right now there's an agenda. For whatever reason, it's most likely a distraction from everything that's really going on. But there is an agenda to expose a lot of things that has have historically been kept a secret. You know, and these celebrities, it's like, whoa! I thought I paid my 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 Illuminati dues for this. <laughs> you know, I I thought I was protected from this type of stuff. What's going on? I want my money back. I want my celebrity sacrifice back. Give me my mom back. Give me my my brother-in-law back. You know what I mean? I thought that was the point of all this. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get too deep on you. A lot of people don't know what I'm talking about. Don't forget I said that. But, yes, pedophilia and this culture of rape has always been prevalent in the entertainment industry. You know, and so it's on one hand, I'll say that it's good that this stuff is becoming public, but it's also not good because you've got to ask yourself, what's the what's the reason behind this? What's the agenda for this distraction? If this is all they talk about on CNN, what's not being talked about? One of the thing that, things that's interesting, I was listening to uh, Cameron has a new song out, Dipset. They came back out, and he said he, he references uh, Dame Dash smacking Harvey Weinstein you know, on the set of Paid in Full. And I found that to be interesting because, you know, Dame Dash is one of those guys where he keeps it extra real. And he did a whole interview basically discussing uh, celebrities that sell their souls and him specifically why he's, you know, chosen to take a back seat, <clears throat> you know, from the, the, the celebrity lifestyle, from that Hollywood elite. Um, you know, when you're, when you're pro- uh, propositioned to do certain things that compromise your morals, your values, he was saying, look, just don't do it. Because he said that's why you see these celebrities walking around all upset and depressed and killing themselves and doing drugs. It's because they've done things that have caused them to compromise their moral code. You know, when you sell your soul, you're not literally talking to a devil with red horns and, you know, walking around in a red suit. But you're, you, you are making an active choice to compromise who you are, who you've historically been, you know, for fame and fortune. And for the things that you're gaining in return, that is the devil. You know, the devil is greed. The devil is money. The devil is power. That's all. Those are all things that God hates. Collectively make up what is known as Satan. You know, it's crazy. One of the things that uh, I did a whole show on, well, maybe this time last year, several months ago, was House of Cards. You know, I told you guys, well, it seems like just yesterday, but they showed on on the most recent season of House of Cards what goes on in Bohemian Grove. And if you know about Bohemian Grove, it's basically where all the politicians, the celebrities, they go, you know, into the field, which is an actual field. Look it up. And they, they perform rituals and sex acts and sacrifices and, you know, same things that went on in the Old Testament. And they showed that on an actual episode of 
of uh, of, of House of Cards, <clears throat> which was amazing to me because I've known about Bohemian Grove for years, but I've never seen it depicted. It's never been depicted in any type of movie or or television show. And so I'm willing to bet that that's one of the real reasons why Kevin Spacey is, you know, going through what he's going through. You know, stuff is coming out from 30 years ago. That that doesn't happen by accident, guys. You don't do something 30 years ago, and then all of a sudden you do something controversial, and then all of a sudden these allegations come out. It doesn't just work like that. This stuff didn't just happen yesterday. It was about 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It's ridiculous. One of the things I said online is that the sad reality of society is that most men guilty of some form of sexual or verbal misconduct from 20 or 30 years ago. I know I am. You know what I mean? I know. I mean, the thing about it is, you know, we, we, there's this new phrase, man. Everyone's talking about shoot your shot, right? You know, shoot your shot, go for it. But at the end of the day, where do you draw the line? Where do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is considered harassment? What is considered uh, verbal misconduct? You know, I mean, a lot of the, re- the reason why I ask that question, a lot of people say, well, what do you mean? It's obvious. If a woman is not interested and you or you know, if she's obviously not these advances, then don't do it. Don't don't say it. But the reality is and this is controversial, but in in a lot of these sexual situations, no I'll put it like this. Yes was initially a no. And then it became a yes. You guys follow me? What am I talking about? We see a lot of tug of war with the panties. We see a lot of, you know, situations that start out with no, 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 and then turns into oh, 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 oh yes. You know, I'm just being honest with y'all. And the fellas know this. So at what point do you know? when that no really means no as a man. Now, it might be a no, and then two weeks later that no turns into a yes, or the next night or a couple hours later it turns into a yes. But then what happens when 30 years later she says you raped her? You know, how, how do you, you know what I mean, defend that? When it's just your word against. Now, again, I'm not saying that these women are not entitled to tell their story because they are. But my question is, from a male standpoint, how do you defend yourself? If based on your recollection, something was one way, should your whole career be ruined because someone says it was another way and it's literally your word against theirs? We're not talking about proof. We're not talking about like, oh, you, you raped me and, you know, here's witnesses and here's, you know, all this type of stuff. It's just you assaulted me. You sexually harassed me. I could say, no, I didn't. So is my whole career now ruined because someone said that I harassed? I don't know. 
it's just one of those things where, you know, it's it's just unfortunate. As men, you got to be careful. A lot of times it's not even worth shooting your shot. Some women do like to play games. Some women like rough sex. A lot of women do. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's just one of those things. you got to be careful. And if you're not careful, it could cost you your entire career. Right? Let's talk a little bit more about the entertainment industry. You know, I've, I've been talking. I did a, a, a recent uh, two-part special on uh, Insecure um, where I talked about shows like Insecure by Issa Rae and Being Mary Jane and Scandal and the Have and the Have Nots and the new shows like uh, How to Get Away with Murder and, um, you know, just unfortunately all of these shows, they show black women as whores. They show black women as promiscuous. They show black women as adulterers with having a very low moral compass, you know, and online, what do I see? Like, you know, there's a new show out, a new show entitled She's Got to Have It by, you know, by Spike Lee at that. And it, it, it's it's unfortunate because a lot of people, they look at these shows as being black shows, right? These are not black shows. Yes, it's a Spike Lee joint, but it's on Netflix. Yes, it's, you know, a show by Issa Rae. She writes the show, but it's on HBO. Okay, and unfortunately, I said yet another ridiculous show about a promiscuous black woman, a.k.a. Ho, you know, that has been greenlit by the rich white man for their amusal. And unfortunately, you know, we, we, we see a lot of this going on. We, we see a lot of, you know, Shows and movies that are put out there to show us as drug dealers, as pimps, as hoes, and it has always been the case. You know, criminals. Look at the the, the movies that these people are winning Oscars for. You know, Mahershala Ali wins an Oscar for being a, a a drug dealer. You know, Halle Berry wins an Oscar for being a whore. Um, I shouldn't say that She's not a whore in the movie But she has one of the most explicit Sex scenes with a white man That an African American woman has ever had On, on, on film um, Denzel Washington wins for being a corrupt cop You know uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Wins for being Basically a buffoon You know and so I think At some point we as a community have to stop supporting this type of foolishness. We as a community have to take a stand as far as what we are going to support and what we're not going to support, what we're going to stand for and what we're not going to stand for. I mean, we will boycott the NFL, right? But we won't, we won't boycott Insecure. We won't boycott She's Gotta Have It. We won't boycott Scandal, Being Mary Jane, that show black women as adulterers. I mean, are we nothing more than adulterers and criminals and pimps? I would like to think that we are. Back in the day, we would have boycotted that stuff. 
you know. But unfortunately, now we embrace the love and hip hops, the basketball wives. Back in the day, we didn't embrace it. You know, black women were furious when Nelly came out with Tip Drill. And Tip Drill, if you look at it now, was really not even that bad compared to what a lot of other stuff that's out. You know, but we, we will protest that. I remember the women down in Spelman, they protested Tip Drill. They, were, they protested Nelly because he made Tip Drill. They said, no, you're not coming to Spelman. He wanted to do a concert to benefit his dying sister at the time for sickle cell anemia. They said, we don't care what you want to do, Drill, so you're not coming here. Those same women now are the same women that love Beyonce, the same women that watch Love and Hip Hop, Basketball, Wives, Scandal. Well, what was the point of boycotting Tip Drill and protesting Nelly if all we're going to do now is turn around and support the same type of buffoon? It makes no sense. You know, we got a lot of craziness that's going on out here. We're seeing the world turning more and more demonic and satanic. I was watching Queen Sugar the other day, and in the season finale, you see uh, in the house, they have a, a basically a pentagram, an upside-down star hanging on the wall. <laughs> and then a lot of people are saying, oh, okay, what's the big like, – these people are so bold. They will take our most popular shows and put the most blatant satanic uh, symbolism in it, and we won't even notice it. Most people won't. I do, but most people don't. I'm watching my, I'm watching my wife. I said, whoa, what the heck was that? She said, what do you mean? What, what was it? I said, hold on. I paused it. I, I rewound it. I said, yo, watch this. I said, what's that? And she's from being with me. She knows a lot of this stuff. She said, oh, snap. I'm like, oh, snap. So I took a picture of it. Why would that be on a, why would it up to, if you, this is not hard, it's not rocket science, it's, it's blatant and demonic satanic symbolism being put into these television shows. You watch, you watch this show, it's very simple. You see, it's an upside down star. And first of all, why would you have a star, on, a big old star hanging on your wall anyway? You know what I'm saying, a gold star. But aside from that, a star is a star. The pointy, the, you know, a star looks like a regular star. The pointy side goes up top. If you turn a star upside down, it looks weird, right? At that point, it's no longer a star, and it becomes a satanic symbol. Just like as, as recognizable as the, church, as the cross is, that's how recognizable an upside-down star is if you are familiar with the occult. And so... You know, it's right there on the wall. I'm like, oh, snap. You know, yeah, I turn on my radio. I hear a new single from Eminem. I said, whoa, what the heck is this? Beyonce's talking about I, I walk on water. I said, what the heck? Now, a lot of people, they, they disagree with me. You know, I said, you know, they said, what, what do you mean? It's, you got to listen to the words, they don. You got to got to really put it into the context. She's not saying she she walks on water, but she's saying she she's basically saying she's not Jesus, and you shouldn't judge her like, you know what I'm saying, this and that. And a lot of people need to understand something. It does, a lot, with this stuff, the way society is set up, you're never going to have someone 
blatantly come out and say, I, you know, I, I hate God or I'm passionate about making a mockery of God or I want to propel myself into a light to the, that basically where I am God, no one is going to say that. No one is going to come out and say, I, practice, I am familiar and I practice Satanism. No one is going to tell you that. It's a secret thing. It's something that's done behind closed doors. It's, it's not politically, socially, or spiritually correct to say, you know, hey, I am a Satanist. I, I've turned my back from God, and I've sold my soul for fame and fortune, and I'm into certain evil things. No one is going to tell you that. So what they do is they put certain things out there in the most subtle ways. When you think of that song, no one is going to know what, you know, Beyonce is saying outside of the hook. No one is going to really pay attention. They're just going to hear her saying, I walk on water. And then if you look at the overall body of work that she's put out, you look at all the music videos, all the performances, she has a history of making these references. She walks on water. She refers to herself as I am. Um, all types of satanic and demonic Illuminati symbolisms can be found all throughout, you know, her catalog. You know, and it's just that's just how you got to just understand Hollywood in general. All right, you got to understand how they operate. And I'm gonna tell you guys to do something. I just told you guys this before, but it's everywhere. I was watching live with Regis and Ke- I mean, with uh, at this point it's Kelly Kelly Ripper and Ryan Seacrest. But it doesn't matter who it is. doesn't matter what show it is. But just turn on Wendy Williams. It could be anybody. Watch when these people come on, they do their opening monologue. They look like they're doing sign language, as many Illuminati symbols as they're throwing up in the first five minutes of that monologue. Just watch it, and you'll be like, oh, snap, I can't believe this. All types of symbols are being, hidden symbols are being thrown up within the first five seconds first minute, first five minutes, you can see it blatantly. And I say, I tell you guys just so you can understand what you're watching, so you can understand how the world really works. All this stuff, this pedophilia, all this stuff with Donald Trump, everything that you see on CNN is, is a distraction from the real problem, a distraction from the real issues plaguing our society, which is not what we really struggle with. The Bible says it. It's not that we struggle against flesh and blood, you know, race relations. That's not our real problem. The real problem is spiritual wickedness, okay? The Bible says it. If I'm telling you all that, you guys should be able to see it with your own eyes. The real problem is of a spiritual nature. Got the biggest celebrities team up together. The biggest rapper, the biggest R&B, pop, Beyonce and Eminem, they come out with a song called Walk of Water. If you can't see the problem with that, I don't know what to tell you. Jay-Z calls himself Hover. Beyonce walks on water. You know, you got this new guy, Yo Gotti. Now he's popular. Got the number one song in the country. What does he call himself now? I am. Listen, watch it. You, you know, maybe you don't know. I don't, watch Tamar Braxton has a new album out. Uh, she has a new single featuring Yo Gotti. It's called Hold Up. Just Google it. Google Hold Up featuring Tamar Braxton featuring Yo Gotti. 
And as, as he comes on, he comes. He, he's about to rap. He says, "I am, I am." I'm like, "You, like, what the heck?" And his album is called "I Am." But aside from that, it's like that's if you want to be popular, if you want to be at the top of the the charts, you have to, in some way, present yourself as a god whether that's calling yourself I am, whether it's making satanic references, whether it's singing about sex, drugs, you know, whatever, all that, you've got to do those things. All right? One of the things I said online is that you've got people out here disrespecting Jesus Christ, but you'll never see people disrespecting Allah the way people disrespect Jesus. You ever notice that? You don't see these celebrities. You, I've never heard a celebrity even say the word Allah in, in any song, but you hear all this disrespect towards Jesus. Why do you think that is? Let's move on. Tyrese. A lot of people are talking about Tyrese. Again, I don't care about Tyrese. I really could care less about anything that's going on with him, to be quite honest with you. Tyrese is obviously going through something um, with this whole custody issue with his daughters. <clears throat> or his daughter, um, you know, he, I mean, he's obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a video of him, you know, breaking down, um, crying, and, you know, what have I done? What more do you want? This and that. I mean, you know, I'm going to say this. What he's actually going through doesn't matter. The real issue here is why we even are hearing about it, okay? A lot of people don't understand how this stuff works, but I'll tell you. When you are a celebrity about to make a transition to being a superstar celebrity, which I believe that Tyrese is, the same way Taylor Swift had to go through it, uh, very few people, you know, have reached that upper echelon of superstardom. But once you make that transition, you know, there is a period of kind of like a rite of passage that you have to go through, and a big part of that rite of passage is, you know, public humiliation. Yeah, I guess, I guess I'm not allowed to talk about that stuff. They, they said, no, we're going to cut you off. You know. How many shows have I done, guys? I don't think I've ever been disconnected this many times in a show in my 10-year history. But I guess that's what happens when you start talking about certain things. Let me let me move on. I'll get off of Tyrese for a minute. Serena Williams has been in the news. Um, she, you know, had a baby uh, with her now husband. She recently got married to her husband. And... You know, congratulations to her. I don't have anything bad to say about Serena Williams. Um, Serena Williams is is really one of my favorite tennis players. I mean, Venus Williams is my favorite tennis player, but I do like – I'm always going to root for Serena Williams if she's on the tennis court. Um, she's made some very questionable decisions over, over the course of her life. You know, she presents herself, you know, the same way a lot of African-American women do when they've been hurt and going through heartbreak and – turmoil and things like that, you know, showing off her breasts and her body and, you know, doing videos with Beyonce. You know, just I don't really care for that stuff, but 
as far as tennis goes, she she you know she's the top of the you know the top of the game. I will say this though, um, I, I personally don't expect that marriage to last, and that's not to say that I wish her you know a divorce. I wish anything bad on her, but I just you know I understand how emotional unavailability works. I'm very familiar with her, you know, her, her history. Um, and, you know, when, when the headline breaks that she and, and her husband have decided to divorce, they've decided to separate, they're going to remain, you know, parents, you know, co-parenting of their, their daughter, you know, I will not be surprised, and I don't think you should be surprised either. One of the reasons for that is I remember, and I did a whole show on this, Serena Williams did a whole like, an interview where she I don't know if she broke up with who it was whether it was Common whether it was Drake or this other white guy that she was dating but she said you know what I'm just done with love I remember her saying like it was yesterday she said I'm done with love it was right around the time when Rihanna came out with that whole f love thing and you know and she said that I'm done with love she said I'm not necessarily done with dating but I'm done I'm closing my heart off to love. I just don't want love. And, you know, and I was like, wow, that's really unfortunate. And I don't know how long she was single or if she was even single after that, but it's very hard without serious therapy, prayer, and God to, to have your heart unhardened. A lot, you know what I mean? It's, it's very hard to do that. It's really impossible. God is the only person that can unharden a heart. You know, after you've been hurt and you close your heart off, you make a conscious decision to close your heart off to love. The only person that can really reverse that is God. And as far as I know, she's not, you know what I mean? She's not like God, um, Jesus Christ. I don't know. As far as I know, she's a Jehovah's Witness, but. I think we all know that's not the same. Um, so, but like I said, you know, I wish her the best, but I, I, don't, I would not be surprised and will not be surprised um, the same way I have basically predicted all of these celebrity breakups uh, over the last many years um, when, when Serena Williams announces that they have decided to separate. Um, similar situation with uh, Jennifer Hudson. Now, many of you may remember, if you're, you know, a faithful listener of this show from the last several years, I remember years ago talking about her, and I said, um, you know, she's been, she was with David Otunga, who I, I followed through the WWE. And, you know, I remember talking to my wife about it like it was yesterday. I said, wow, they're not going to be together. She said, wow, what do you, why do you say that? I, I did a whole show, and I said, well, I remember seeing, and they were, like, asking him, like, yo, when is the wedding? And he's like, oh, you know, Jennifer's career and, you know, this and that. And he, it was obvious that he wanted the wedding to happen. They were engaged for, like, eight years. And she was just, I saw interviews, she was just, like, put it off. I'm like, wow, why is she, like, he wants to get married, and it's not a priority for her. So why is she, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, a, that's a clash. One, you have a woman taking on the, 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 the leadership role in the relationship, but then two, you're just not on the same page. 
I said, that's obviously not going to work out. I said, they're not going to last. Fast forward about four or five years, you know, they, now, they're, they've broken up, called off the engagement, but now he's, he's abusing her. Supposedly he's, you know, she, now she has a restraining order against him. And I saw an interview with him. He's like, look, I haven't abused her. I never touched her. And now there are rumors that she was dealing with somebody else, cheating, and he confronted her about it, which is how everything kind of hit the fan. One of the things I always say is that, and this I usually talk about it from a, from the opposite, but one of the ways to know when a man is cheating on a woman is not necessarily, I'll say the best way is to look at an extended amount of time with no no uh, significant commitment. When you have, you know, eight years, ten years, and there's just an engagement or no engagement at all and, you know, no actual wedding, somebody's cheating, okay? Because you don't – someone is cheating. When you're together that long talking about a wedding, it doesn't take ten years to plan a wedding. It doesn't take, you know, that amount of time. Someone is, is, in their mind, not focused on that relationship. They are not committed. They are still exploring other opportunities. And I believe that's what happened with Jennifer Hudson. Another interesting development, I, was, I watched Real Housewives of Atlanta, and ironically, this is one of the most ironic things. You know how Facebook tells you, your, you know, your your memories, it shows you what was going on four years ago, five years ago. But about five years ago, as of yesterday, <coughs> excuse me, I did a show, and many of you may remember this show. One of, and, in fact, it's one of my most realest shows ever. I remember it because out of all the shows I've done, the thousands of shows I've done, this is one of my realest shows. It was where I discussed Kenya Moore. And I used her specifically as an example on how to avoid being 40 and single. And I remember I got a lot of flack for that at the time. It was, about, it was five years ago, as of yesterday. And it was a, I had Kenya Moore on the flyer. I didn't remember the actual flyer I made up. And I had her on the, on the flyer, and I did an in-depth analyzation of her, her life, and how we saw her on the show at that time, you know, and just basically how to avoid that, how to avoid being 40 and, you know, searching for love and, and, you know, being passed over and passed over and used for sex and different in and out of different situations. And it's interesting that almost, you know, five years ago, five years later, it's now been revealed that she got married uh, this recently to this guy. Now, again, I wish her the best, but I hope, I really hope no one thinks there's not going to be a headline that pops up into your news feed in less than two years saying Kenya Moore is divorcing her husband. I mean, please, I don't, like I said, I'm not here to predict that or to wish that, but I am predicting that. Kenya Moore is one of the most uh, emotionally damaged women that I personally have ever seen on television. You know, and I, you know, I want her to have happiness. I want everyone to have happiness. But, you know, that happiness has to come with, you know, uh, 
certain, you know, whether it's through therapy, whether it's through Jesus Christ, whether it's, you know, something has to happen. You cannot be that emotionally damaged and then all of a sudden just jump into a, a, a marriage, a relationship, and expect it to be successful. So we'll, we'll, you know, we'll sit back and see, you know, how that works out. Um, same thing, you know, is going on with uh, with Tamar and Vince. You know, now here's the thing about Tamar, and I, I told my wife I've been listening to Tamar's most recent album almost nonstop for the last few few weeks. Really, it's really. I mean, I don't know if you guys have, are, are Tamar's uh, Tamar Braxton Braxton's fans as far as musically, but she can sing. You know, and that her, like like when she sings, not like all the, that stupid fast stuff that she does, but when she like she sings like these classic love songs, and like she kills them. You know what I'm saying? So I would just say, listen to that her new album is is actually very good. I can listen to it like almost straight through. Um, but it was recently revealed that she was she's divorcing her husband Vince. And, you know, that's not surprising. You know, many of you may remember my special on the Braxtons about five or six years ago when that show first came on. And, you know, I did, I talked about Tony and, you know, all the rest of them. And uh, ironically, I said at that time that Tamar was actually one of the, you know, the more level-headed ones. Um, in fact, I'll tell you guys this. I'm, I'm going to post this in the group probably either today or tomorrow. But, and I don't know if this is how she is behind closed doors in relationships or what, but she has a song that is really one of my new favorite songs, and it really epitomizes everything that a man wants to hear from his woman. And I'm going to tell you women this. If you want a husband who will love you unconditionally, or even you want a boyfriend who will look at you as his future wife and love you unconditionally, you will listen to this song and you will adopt that way of thinking. The song is, is on her, her her last album, not her most recent album, Calling All Lovers, and it's called Simple Things. All right? Tamar Braxton, Simple Things. After this show, go and download it, listen to it, study it, take notes on it, and become it. I'm just, just listen to it. If you're single, right, and you want a husband, you that is exactly how you will be is the words expressed in that song. If you are married, you're mo- you, you are and happily married, you most likely, that song most likely describes you to a T. I'm just being honest with you. It's called Simple Things by Tamar Braxton. I'm going to post it in the group and see what people think about it. But now, like I said, I don't – It's I, now, ironically, the way she is on that song, I don't really see that being portrayed, you know, in the in her reality show with Vince. I can kind of see why that situation didn't work out. I'm not surprised to hear that they're divorcing just based on how they interact with each other, not saying it's her fault, not saying it's his fault, but they just don't – Click. That's not really surprising to me, but I wish her the best. You know, like I said, I, I love her. Um, she just is one of those outspoken women that 
just really needs to chill out a little bit. Um, and I think she'll be cool. But yeah, I'm not surprised to hear about them them divorcing. Now, another going back for a second to Real Housewives of Atlanta. This is it, it's really unfortunate what I see what's going on with uh Cynthia. Because if you had you look at her and she she recently divorced Peter. You know, they got divorced, but then she always talks about how, how good friends they are and how she still loves him, but she wants to get back out there and date. And she, you know, she just wants, she's not looking for anything serious. She just wants to have fun. And it's unfortunate because we all know what that means. I mean, here you are, 50-year-old freak. You know what I mean? You're, you're basically 50 years old talking about how you just want to be out there dating and, basically, you know, basically having sex, you know, because if you look at it, like, we watch the show. And if you watch the show, you see people like NeNe Leakes. Um, you see people like, uh, you know, other people, you know, Portia and different people she's cool with. Basically, so like I said, you, you, you see people that are supposedly cool with her, supposedly having her best interest at heart, advising her to be a whore, advising her to just have friends with benefits. Now, I don't see why anyone would think that that's a good idea to do. You know, here you are, 50 years old, just having divorced. It's fine if you just want to be single, but when you put yourself out there and you just tell someone, hey, look, I'm not looking for anything significant, well, you're basically telling them, hey, I'm a freak. And a lot of women have that, you know, that, that, that whole mentality. You know, they, tell, they will tell men, oh, hey, yeah, I'm not looking for anything serious. Okay, and then you wonder why he just wants to ask. You wonder why you just get bent over and they never call it again. You know, you cannot have that type of sexual mentality and not expect a man to take full advantage of that. <clears throat> you cannot say, hey, you know, I just want to have fun and expect a man not to want to do the same thing. It's impossible. Understand this, ladies. It's very much so impossible for a woman to use a man for sex without making herself <clears throat> a whore in the process. A lot of women think they can do that, you know, and, and so at, because we're seeing women who are trying to do that, they're trying to use a man for sex, they're not understanding why they're being viewed as whores and freaks and socks. You know, you, you, the only way to be viewed as respectable is if you respect yourself. One of the things I said on Facebook I said, if you're tired of being used for sex, stop having sex. You know? I said, ladies, if you want to be treated like a queen, you shouldn't allow yourself to be treated like the king's concubine. You know? I mean, think about it. Either you're a queen or you're not. Either you're a respectable woman or you're not. You know, you go on Facebook, you go on Instagram, and all you see is women posing in their breasts, <clears throat> swimsuits, bikinis. You know, and then you wonder why the men are targeting, you know, blowing up your 
DM, you know, disrespecting you. <clears throat> it's one of those things you can't have it both ways. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm going to get ready to wrap it up. I'm not sure what's going on with the system today. My voice is, 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 is leaving me. Going to take some more therapy, get some rest. Got a big trip coming up next week, but I do want to thank you guys for listening, for bearing with me today. There was a lot of stuff that I just wanted to talk about. And, you know, whether it's Tamar, whether it's Cynthia from Real Housewives, Kenya Moore, Serena Williams. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, only the best women are going to be viewed in the best manner. You know, a young woman I was debating with the other uh, over the weekend, she said something about, you know, they were asking a question of, can you still can you have a one night stand, you know, and still be viewed, you know, as a respectable woman? I said no. And any man who tells you otherwise is most likely lying to you because he just wants to get the sex. You got to ask you see, no, if you have sex with a man on the first day, yeah, you might have great chemistry, yeah, you might have this connection, but at the end of the day, somewhere in his mind, he is going to be wondering who else you did that with. You know, at the end of the day, y'all got to stop having sex, ladies. You know, you got to stop putting yourself out there with a, with a target on your back. You know, or really a target on that ass. Because if you make yourself a target at some point, somebody's going to hit the bullseye. So a lot of guys don't miss. You'll make a lot of guys miss. But at some point, somebody's going to hit the bullseye. You know, and, and and at that point, you're not going to be viewed the way you want to be viewed. And I don't believe any woman wants to be viewed and used specifically for sex. You know, these men are looking for wives or uh, women are looking for husbands. And the only way to get there really is through Jesus Christ and presenting yourself in a, in a Christly, you know, light. You're not going to get there, you know, showing off your boobs, taking ass shots. Fellas, you're not going to get there, you know, as a pimp in the clubs, popping bottles. But you got to present yourself, you know, in a, in a classy and respectable manner. So, like I said, I'm going to get ready to wrap it up. But uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. You know, follow me on Facebook. Add yourselves uh, to uh, the Friends of the Date on Tolper Show group. Follow me on Instagram. Um, this this uh, month. It's crazy for me. December is crazy for me. A lot of people calling 855-55-DADON, uh, setting up their free uh, consultation. If you want uh, to you know, start the new year off right, you want love, you're tired of being single, call me. Um, AskDADON at Gmail is my, my email, 855-55-DADON is the, uh, the 800 number. But at some point, you know, you know you got to take that first step to not doing the same things you've always done in order so that you can, you know, have a, a different result. So, again, guys, thank you for listening. I apologize for the technical difficulties, but I will talk to you next time.
date on the motivation, child, a date on to overcome and rock your world. Date on be your motivation, child. A date on top of motivating you, girl. Date on be your motivation, child. A date on top of come and change your world. You don't ever have to settle for less. You don't have to be a fool. Call them up, let the tears fall down. Tell them how you feel. So little girl, don't be lost anymore. Motivation, child, I did. I'm told motivating you, girl. 